they don't need to send a nurse out there to take a physical exam. There's no blood work or urine required. So we're going to run it based off of how we answer these underwriting questions, the MIB to see if you've been rated or declined for insurance in the past, and then based off of your prescription history. So if all three of those things check out, we'll be able to get you a decision on the spot. All right, all right. So welcome, welcome to the Agent Q&A. You got your host here, John. Joanne's not in, but we got L. What's going on? So up, guys? Um, welcome back to our channel. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of our channels, um, it is on FFL Elite Clips on YouTube. So please like and subscribe so we can grow our content count and then we can monetize this thing somehow. <laughs> so um, what Yoel suggested first before we go into our topics is to go ahead and uh, have the audience ask their specific questions first, and then we're going to go into our main topics. So anybody have any any um um, peace of mind, any question in mind that we can help out, feel free to unmute. Marianne, if you if you do so. Can I ask a question about a specific client? Yes. Yes. Um, I have a 71-year-old female, non-smoker. Okay, she was the day before her 74th birthday. We were working on this, okay, or before her 71st birthday. Anyway, um, the applaud, she has... Um, a partial hysterectomy and pelvic prolapse two years ago, depression and anxiety, and um, acid reflux. <laughs> okay. Okay. So we applied for um, a mutual of Omaha IULE and were declined. So I went okay. over to Aetna and applied there for a final expense um, uh, program. And she wasn't accepted for preferred, but they accepted her for modified. Mm. Now she's not happy because the first two years she only gets her return of premium. Right. So, any thoughts about any other program I could look at that she would be covered right away? Okay. So, uh, first off, let, let's unpack that. Um, so, we have a 74 female, you said, non smoker. Now she is 71. Yes. 71. So, anyway, 71. So, what Marianne did is she tried to get an IUL Express. Okay, let me expand on the underwriting on it uh, versus a uh, whole life. Okay, so the IUL Express with Mutual of Omaha is the same underwriting as the Mutual of Omaha Term Life Express. Okay, it's the same underwriting feature. You can't have more than 3,000 for each one. It has to be combined. And it basically underwrites it almost like a term policy. Same, right. same, underwriting, same underwriting criteria as in... A term life express policy. Right. So like a term, it's simplified issue. It's level four and under. So they have to be really, really healthy to, to get it. Um, so if that declines, which is a smart thing you did, you then moved in, pivoted to a whole life plan. Okay. Now what's happening with Aetna to push them back to modified, that means they're not even qualified for a level plan. So there's something going on with their medication. Um, typically, what I like to do is I like to use carriers that'll tell me the answer of why they're getting declined or why the reason of the modified happens. Okay, so if I I personally have gotten a, a policy um, declined or it throws it off for some unknown reason, I want to find that out. So instead of Aetna, I would actually try going with Prosperity or AIG because that's two specific companies will tell you this medication that the client may have not told you or may have not taken, but was prescribed or chose not to take, or they just forgot about it. Because when they run prescription history, they can run prescription history from three to five years. 
So they could tell you subjectively how they feel now, what they're taking now, but it's still on their medical records. And that, that could be it that, that you can find out. So you want to open up the can of worms to figure out what's throwing it off to modified. So I would run Prosperity. I would run AIG, quote either one, and then try to get, get them a level plan and, and you get to figure out what's going on. AIG is going to be the, the guaranteed issue again, right? The SIWL, the Simplified Issue Whole Life. So that's that's a different product. Mm -hmm. It's a different, it's a, well, when you log in initially to the portal, but then there's a separate, separate uh, portion for it. So GIWL, which is Guaranteed Issue Whole Life, is separate from SIWL. Yeah, which is Simplified Issue Whole Life. Yeah. Okay. Oh. I think I've seen that there, but I'm not sure I could get into it. Do I need to be? You're automatically. It's, it's, rel it's relatively new. So, I mean, if you haven't seen it, you know, okay. that's, that's, that's okay. But uh, if you log on to AIG.com slash forward slash connect, C-O-N-N-E-X-T, yeah. then you should be able to access it directly from there. Mm -hmm. Does MM have the uh, active feedback too for? Yes. Um, MM will tell you at the end though, compared to um, prosperity in the middle. I prefer prosperity over um, um, AIG and uh, MM. MM will tell you more. The difference between AIG and um, Prosperity, Prosperity will tell you in the middle, but if there's an MIB issue or an MIB decline from a previous policy, it stops right there. It won't even underwrite it. Whereas AIG, AIG doesn't check the MIB. It can tell you what's happening there. Now, when I would use MM, I would use MM to explain a situation that they may have or don't have, because what MM does, it kind of does an underwriting on the spot, but then it still sends it to an underwriter so you can kind of explain it. So most of the computer ones, they're black and white, approve it or reject based on prescription history. But if you have a gray area, for example, I, have a, I had a client that, that was on nitroglycerin, which is like a prevention medicine um, if they've had heart attacks before, but nitroglycerin from Americo and other companies is an auto decline. I send it to MM, they get approved level because I tell them the situation. Okay. Plus the important thing we got to remember is like all, the, all these different carriers, they have their own actuaries, they have their own uh, different set, uh, underwriting you know, standards. Mm -hmm. So they have different criteria upon which they'll accept, you know, because like at our, old, at our old company, I mean, there was one product. So like they underwrote the heck out of that yeah. product. And most of these other final expense plans, like, most of that stuff just slides. Yeah. Yeah. We had, we had such a strict underwriting, which probably was like 30 years old plus where if we had a diabetic with high blood pressure and a little bit of over, overweight, it was an auto decline yeah. in here, man, you can have some amputation. It's still getting improved level. Yeah. <laughs> Did you know some, some plans, some insurance uh, carriers, real question about the amputation for diabetes is only in the last two years. Really? So if they were, <laughs> if they, they lost their toe two, three years ago, you're level, man. You're you're back. You're up and running. <laughs> good to know. Hope I never have to go through that. But you know, good to know. So we've gotten some clients, you know, nine toes and all approved. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully that helps. I would run. I would try prosperity first if you have that, uh, and then AIG. Prosperity. I was. I have a writing number with them, but since I hadn't written something for a while, they turned me off. And they yes. Said, you have a client. We'll turn you back on. Well, but I can't even do a quote. You're sure you can. There, there's a there's a quoting site for it. They do have a, um, a main quoting website, but if you want to rush it, because we have to either re re uh, contract you, um, so recontract really quickly. So yeah, Prosperity does um, terminate you if you don't write business within a year. Yeah. Their reasoning for that is that uh, to keep a client an agent contracted costs them money. Um, there there's your appointment fees. 
and then there's the insurance carrier paying your appointment fees per state. So compared to other carriers, Prosperity actually eats that. They pay on their own instead of collecting it from the back end compared to other carriers from an agent standpoint. Okay. Some other carriers, you see that deducted off of your license fees, off of your accounts, off of your commissions. Prosperity doesn't. And so they want to keep it clean. Okay, well, if an agent has to rent in a year, what are we doing? Let's terminate. Let's save money. Oh, if, if you want that quoting site, you don't need to, you don't need to have an agent login for, but it's prosperity.insuranceadmin, one word, dot com. So prosperity.insuranceadmin.com. So I bookmarked that to my phone for easy access. Okay. Can I get uh, recontracted with them? Yeah. So I would, uh, I would have Misha, your upline, resend you a, a contracting link and then do it, in, do another one. And we, we kind of know the guy up there. Yeah. So, so <laughs> once you, once you send that out, then you should get it within a day or two. Yeah. Okay. All right. So um, just to expand on it, if anybody's listening about the, the modified, what does modified mean? Modified means it's going to be a two-year graded plan, uh, which they have to wait two years until they're fully paid out. If they die within the first two years, aside from um, an accident, it's not going to pay out. They're just going to get their money back plus 10%. Prosperity also has a graded plan. Yep. So graded plan is somewhat similar, except if they pass away in the first year of having that policy. So graded means like, obviously they didn't qualify for the day one level coverage, not mm -hmm. for the standard because some health conditions or some, some disqualifying, otherwise disqualifying health, health issues. Uh, so if it's, if it's, so there's level, which is, or immediate, which is the one that you desire if you're, if they're healthy enough. Second one's graded, which is if they pass away in the first year, then you get 30% of the face amount. If they pass away in the second year of having the policy, within the second year, they get 70% of the face amount. And then after the second year, it's full payout. Yeah. With the modified, which is the the, the last one, that's uh, that's going to be, as John mentioned, if they pass away in the first two years, they won't pay out the death benefit, but they'll return all the premium plus 10%. Right. But with prosperity, it's a little different. It is higher, but what they're actually doing is they're paying the annual payment, not the premiums paid by the client. So let's say I'm paying 100 bucks a month. I got the uh, prosperity modified. I died during the first month. They're going to give me 110% of the annual premium paid out whenever they pay. pay 1200 plus 10%. Yeah, right. Even though you only paid one month. If you did AIG and Aetna, you paid 100 bucks, you're going to get $110. What a bargain <laughs> to die early. <laughs> so there's different deals, different prices. But I mean, I like to use prosperity. Prosperity is graded. I still consider it consider it a day one coverage because they still get 30% if they died within day one. Okay. Right. I just explained it a little bit <laughs> expensive. <laughs> I mean, generally for most of those clients that you have to write it with a graded or modified, they know they have some health conditions. They, mm -hmm. they, they, they were probably walking into this, not, not knowing whether or not they even be, be you know, covered yeah. to be able to get some coverage. So I, I always be up very upfront with them. And I'm like, Hey, so your policy is going to be graded. Or it's going to be modified. Here's how it works. But I always let them know, like, you're not going to lose any money if you pass away during, during the first two years. Right. Like, you'll get all your money back plus 10%. Yeah, it's a guaranteed savings account, in a sense. It's what I tell the clients. And then I tell them, I, I add an extra feature, like, look, you can put your money into a bank. You're not going to get 10% in the first year in any bank, not even CDs. Right. <laughs> so it's for sure there for you. And, and I talk about something as morbid as them dying in the first two years. I mean, they know they have some health conditions, which requires them to qualify for a graded or modified. So sometimes they'll, they'll say, like, you know, I'll, I'll tell them, hey, you're, you're, you can get all your money back plus 10%. You're not really going to lose anything. And then they'll be like, oh, well, 
well, I really want the full amount. And I'm like, that's simple. Just don't die in the first two years. And then, they, <laughs> and then you know, break, break, it breaks some of the attention a little bit. They laugh a little bit and then we move forward. I mean, your bank account, like a simple plan to me, right? <laughs> so uh, going back to the real details of your client that you may have not uncovered, you mentioned she had a hysterectomy, right? So hysterectomy, that means they cleaned out her reproductive organs. That means there's a possibility she may have some polyps, tumors, or cancerous cells that before she had the hysterectomy that she didn't tell you, she might've had taken some cancer meds or radio, radio, uh, radiation or chemotherapy that she didn't mention. And she could have that medication that threw it off. So just a heads up. So find out what, what's really happening. Okay, so prosperity will indicate what the issue is. Correct. Uh, any other questions? Any? I have some questions on, uh, yeah, just like on the telesales side, uh, more like what are the knockout questions you want to ask? Right. So um, Donnie mentioned this on the text. What? How do you pivot from the client on these knockout questions to now figure out what does America still qualify? Does prosperity still qualify? So a couple of things I do run through. If you guys have not seen it on the, the, the Google Drive, we do have a financial inventory sheet for the mortgage protection and the final expense. But on the middle side, that's why I like repeating. Okay, I pretty much have it in, in my head, but I, I just simplify it for the clients. I go from top down. So I ask the clients, okay, anything mental, anything in the head, Alzheimer's, dementia, quadriplegia, nervous system disorders, okay, anything that you take medicine for. Then I, I, I go into the next part, anything for your heart. Okay, nothing about high blood pressure cholesterol, we can get that approved, but I'm looking for blood thinners, okay? Blood thinners specifically with Americo, certain blood thinners knocks them all off. Like um, blood thinner like Plavix, Lasix, uh, Clopidogrel. That could be level for other carriers, but I just know in my head, Americo's out, okay? If a client tells you they're smoking and they're in their final expense, I'm looking to use Americo first because that's gonna save them money, okay? So that's one of my main pivot immediately to that. I, if they say smoker, I have a sales pitch saying, okay, we can get you a non-smoker with Americo. This is gonna save you a lot of money. Right. Um, next, if you if you go from the heart, I then follow up. Okay, you had some heart issues. How long ago? Okay, certain carriers will last three years, two years, one year. So now I know it's a level plan, graded plan, or modified. So that then I would I would follow up. Is it a stroke? Is it a heart attack? Okay, stroke. America is really great at stroke. Will be taken within one year with America, so we can still get them a level plan. But if it's like a heart attack, bypass surgery, two years, three years, then I'm asking, what's your main medication? So I do expand on it. I go simple first, head, heart, lungs. And then if they say something, then I, I do a deep dive, right? So for the lungs, then I ask, okay, anything for COPD or oxygen? If I know it's oxygen, that's a whole knockout. We're going GIWL automatic, right? But if, I, if they tell me they're on a the nebulizer, they're on steroid, they're on asthma, I know Americo's not lean on that. They can have just asthma meds, but it could be steroids. Americo kicks it out. So now I, I would lean into, if they have two or three, if it's not just albuterol with lungs for the asthma, I'm going straight to prosperity because I know they could be lying <laughs> or they could have like an as a respiratory doctor that changes their medications and there's going to be four or five of them. Okay, so a common thing I see often like Spiriva, Convivent, that's an uh, uh, asthma slash COPD med. America kicks it out, okay? But prosperity can take it. But if you feel like they're guaranteed admitting that they have COPD, now I'm leaning towards Aetna because I can get them a level plan with it, right? 
So then I go and say, okay, I can get you a level day one coverage, slightly more expensive. I can get you a graded plan with mutual of Omaha, slightly cheaper, but you have to wait two years, right? And then I do the same thing from um, cirrhosis, liver. Then I say stomach area. What's going on with the stomach? Anything with liver, anything with kidney, anything with pancreas, okay? They tell you, I got cirrhosis, stage one, stage two, stage three. I got kidney, chronic failure, stage one, stage two. Some companies, their auto declines, prosperity, they're really good. They have a graded plan for a kidney disease or kidney failure. So I would lean into that. Then reproductive, um, you're going to run into a lot of diabetes, diabetes, um, um, complications of diabetes, one great thing about prosperity, complications for diabetes with neuropathy, it's not included. It's not in the question. So you can get them a level plan if they have neuropathy with prosperity, okay? And other ones, it's going to be graded. So these are the, the little things that you get to find out. Um, but don't be afraid. You know, if it's brand new, we still have the group me. Okay? You don't have to be a, a technical specialist on the, the medication and the prescription and the questions of how it's asked with the, the carriers. You, you gain that through experience. You ask all those questions prior to running a quote? Right. Okay. So John, John's really good with the, the technical details. I mean, there's a lot of times like certain medication will come up or certain health condition will come up and I'll, I'll text them real quick when I'm on the phone and I'm like, do they take this? I mean, who, and then and then he'll 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 rattle it off, uh, but generally for me, I mean, I, so John's method is is really thorough, so that's that's good if you if you are f that familiar with the underwriting, and then that comes with experience. Right. John pays attention. Yeah. Uh, you, there's a financial inventory sheet you can use that because that has all. So you you can just tell the client, hey, I'm just gonna run through these real quick. Stop me if any of these are yes, and just rattle them off one by one. Mm -hmm. For me, I actually only ask four four questions, five questions. So, so I'll, I'll get it. I'll get into it. And I'll be like, "Hey, do you smoke?" And I'll, and I'll start it. I'll preface it by saying, "All right, let me just start off with a few simple medical questions. Do you do you smoke? Uh, what's your height and weight? Uh, do you have any major medical conditions?" Okay, and then I'm, I'm just going to kind of gauge how how uh, forthright they are with that stuff. Yeah. Because if they're not, and then they're like, "Yeah, oh, you know, I got this little thing," and then I'll I'll start ask diving and ask more questions. But I'll ask, you know, do you have any major medical conditions? And then I'll say. Do you have you ever been prescribed any medications for anything? So I don't say like, do you have you, do you take anything? Because well, as we have come to discover, yep. a lot of clients have been prescribed things and they just said, eh, I'm just not going to take it. <laughs> but it still shows on the medical records and it still shows on the prescription check. So you can't just like ignore that, right? And then uh, and then so then that's the fourth one. Then I ask, have you ever been have you been hospitalized in the last two years? Okay, so then generally with those five questions that'll bring up something. So then if they say yes to anything, at that point, then I can ask following questions to, to, to drill down a little bit on whatever condition they say. But um, yeah, either, either way, whatever it is, develop a uniform process you can do every single time. Because the thing is, if you don't have that process, because John way, John's way is, is, is good. My way, my way works. The, the financial inventory sheet works. I mean, they all work. But the thing is, if you, if you just start skipping steps here and there, then you're for sure going to miss stuff. Yeah. And then you won't, you, then you'll get an inaccurate read and you'll quote something wrong. Yeah. And you, you quote them. Like I, I made the same mistakes Marianne before I try to get him the cheapest plan. You know, IOLE is so much cheaper than um, like a regular whole life. Right. But they tell you subjectively that they're so healthy and then boom, it, it kicks out. And then now we have to like fight back and tell them, well, your 25,000 you got for a hundred bucks. is now 200 bucks. <laughs> right. So it messes you up. So I've learned from that. So I, I learned to do a little bit more deeper dive. Now, I would, I would gauge the age of the client. You know, if they're younger, you're going to, you can just say, you know, do you even take any medications? Right. 
how's your health? Do you take any meds? Have you been hospitalized? Have you been arrested? I, I would ask more, more on that side if they're younger. Um, but sometimes you'll uncover, you know, they're in their 70s. So you ask them, you know, what meds do you take? And I was like, they'll tell you what meds do I not take? I got like 10 lists. I know I'd probably just go straight to prosperity because they're going to miss one. And at least prosperity, it'll tell you right in the middle what's throwing it off. So you, you can, um, you only have to probably pivot one time if, instead of like two or three. Well, prosperity has the live active feedback. So it'll, it'll pop up at the bottom telling you, Hey, this popped up as follow up questions about this. So, I mean, that, that's kind of a cool process. So for, for me personally, I mean, like we have that little, that little diagram that we had about it's like you could you could wear like a quarterback like armband yeah and you like you follow the flow chart yeah and you run this play then this play doesn't work you go here <laughs> but um me personally i i i uh i try to go america first all mm -hmm. the time because so the thing is with prosperity if you start an application and then it and it turns out that they didn't qualify if you have enough of them they'll ding you right yeah because yeah. you know it, it costs it costs the carrier money every single time they do one of these checks so, you know, in the interest of us being good partners with them, we want to try to be as thorough as we can leading up to the underwriting process. So the thing is, if we can ask these questions, we're doing our part, first of all. Now, if you're inexperienced or you don't really understand the underwriting and the medications and all that that well, I just say start with Americo first, because with Americo, they don't hold that against you. They, they, they count that as, and it's part, it's part of the cost of doing business and they don't really make it a punitive thing. So try to run through America first and then I'll always set the table first before you start, after you've asked those questions, uh, you decide what you're going to quote, set the table for them and let them know. All right. I'm, I'm going to try to get you a level plan of assuming they didn't say anything crazy, like they're on dialysis or they have HIV or anything like that. And I know automatically I'm going to go to AIG or some guaranteed issue plan. Mm -hmm. But if like, if I, if it generally, you know, didn't seem anything major, just a little bit of diabetes, a little bit of high blood pressure, then I'll say, okay, great. So everything looks good so far. What I'm going to try to do for, for you first is we have, as a broker, I have many different options. I'm going to try to run it through AmeriCo first. Uh, this is this is an A-plus ready to carry. They pay out claims very quickly, very financially strong. Largest independently held insurance company in the country. You know, just kind of, you know, build some credibility for them. And then I'll say, and the great thing about this product is, is was this carrier is that they don't need to send a nurse out there to take a physical exam. There's no blood work or urine required. So we're going to run it based off of how we answer these underwriting questions, the MIB to see if you've been rated or declined for insurance in the past, and then based off of your prescription history. So if all three of those things check out, we'll be able to get you a decision on the spot, right? So if you get back into the psychology of what a client's thinking, they're just, they're like not just the money part, they're just thinking, well, will I, will I, will I even qualify? Right. Like they don't want to be let down, right? So then I just tell them, hey, so we'll get a decision on the spot so you don't have to wait. And then they, they like that. And I'll say, in the unlikely event that this doesn't go through for some reason, maybe something popped up in your history, I have plenty of other carriers and we'll pivot to another one. I'm going to do what I can to try to get you approved for something. Right? So this way, you're setting the table so they know what to expect. So they're not, because the times when I haven't done that and they got rejected on the first carrier, sometimes they're like, never mind, forget it. Yeah. Because like they, were, they, they built up their anticipation. And then, and then they also, part of them psychologically probably knows that they have something and then like they, they kind of feel like a little bit embarrassed about it. So like they don't want to keep pushing forward with it. But if you set the table and you let them know, here's what's going to happen first. If this doesn't happen, here's what's going to happen next. They'll be a little, they'll, they'll understand the bigger picture of the whole process. Yeah. So you just got to understand within the telesales concept, we're just not providing a, um, a number for them. We want to make it a whole concept of like, we're going to take care of this today. 
we're going to get you approved today. We're going to get you a policy today. So this is the first step. We're going to get you covered with Americo. And what's great about Americo, if you notice the difference, it's a 10% difference on your commission comp. It's only 5% off your FFL comp compared to like Prosperity, Mutual, um, which is 15%, right? So you can pay faster with Americo too. And let, let, me, and let me tell you from my own personal experience, I mean, some, some cases I've had to go with different carriers that are fully underwritten or they take, they take yeah. a little bit longer because based off of the uh, situation and the, that's what the client wanted or that they wanted this particular product that didn't have to offer. If I can go Americo every single policy, like I would love it. Like, like Americo or Prosperity and AIG because they're all instant decision. Like I hate follow, follow work. Like I, I, it, I despise it. And then like with Americo, Prosperity and AIG, like when you're done, you're done. And then not, not only does that, that client have the, uh, the peace of mind knowing, okay, as soon as we're off this phone, I'm already covered. I also know I don't need to follow up anymore. Yeah, and the best part is this text signature, man. It's so quick. Yeah. <laughs> you get the clients to just repeat the six numbers for you instead of like opening up their email and then a pop-up happens and then they, and they're they scroll, <laughs> view the document, scroll through it, check the box. And then they always forget to check the box and they're like, it won't let me sign. It won't let me sign. <laughs> I see this link. And then they click the link with your name and they're emailing you. <laughs> like, what the hell? <laughs> Two hours later, what the hell? <laughs> so keep it simple. Um, it's not about the price. It's about the value and what you're selling for them and, and the convenience for it, right? So the, the, the way you can kind of like lower their guard by saying this is going to be taken care of this is going to be easy we're going to get you approved on the spot these are little selling tools subliminally that, that gets them at ease yeah. um, any anybody else have a specific question did i answer your question fully Donnie? yeah i did thank you okay cool yeah I would just try to, at the end of part, you know, try to avoid using companies that tell you like two to three days, send to underwriting because you just have more follow-ups and then you get to find out the client forgets. And then you get a five-day letter saying that it got declined and now you got to follow up again. Like, I hate, I hate that. That feeling <laughs> sucks. Cause then not, cause then like, not only are you like, I got to go back to the client now and I got to try to explain to them. And then you reach out to them. Sometimes they're just like, I'm over it. I don't, I don't want it. Anymore. They give up. <laughs> 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 I really like Terrence's line. It's like, uh, I just want to let you know, client, Mr. Mr. So-and-so, I'm your guy. I'm going to find you the plan. <laughs> I'm going to take care of you. I'm your insurance man. <laughs> so little things creates that trust. It's kind of like you go to the same mechanic. Okay. You want to go to the same insurance man. Like, that's my guy. I trust them. They're going to take care of me. They're going to do whatever that's best for me. So I'm like that with my that. mechanic. Right. I take I, I take all my cars there. And like, I don't, I don't want to mess with anyone else because he, he knows, he knows the history of it. Yeah. Yeah, so a full service kind of we could be the full service agent for our clients right and then if you do the right job man you're going to get the word of mouth you're going to get referrals and it's easier to ask for referrals when we take care of them uh anybody else have any other questions if somebody okay. if uh, somebody gets declined because mm -hmm. of medication and they're not taking it can they overcome that how do you prove that you're not taking something so you typically can't um, unless you provide medical doctor records. And then these simplified issue policies don't even ask for the doctor records, right? So the hard part is to prove that it's sometimes not to prove from the carrier. You have to prove and fight MIB or you have to fight IntelliScript, which takes a while, right? So when, when these, client, these carriers pull out your information from the social, they check MIB, the Medical Insurance Bureau, that's the record that has the rated, the declines from previous applications, okay? And that's hard to prove against. If they did a physical exam and they found all that and it's on the record, right? And then secondly, on the IntelliScript, 
when a doctor prescribes medication for you, it goes into the telescript. So how are you, how do you prove that? You have to t- tell the doctor that the doctor misdiagnosed or misprescribed. It's tough. Yeah. It's better for us to just pivot and get them approved today than, than fight that in paperwork and then all that stuff. I actually had that, that same exact scenario happen yesterday or two days ago. <clears throat> uh, it was, it was a, a woman that she was diagnosed with high blood pressure, but it was only because of pregnancy. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't long. It, it was only during that, the, the term of her pregnancy. So then, but then in America, it disqualifies them if you've, if you've been diagnosed prior to the age of 40, right? Oh, snap. So then she was like 39 when she got high blood pressure for a couple months. And then after that, she was fine. Mm-hmm. But then as, as it came up, came up on the medical records on, on the prescription check and the, uh, the MIB check. And then, so then like- It told you this high blood pressure? It, it came up and said like, how you answer this question will determine whether or not this client qualifies. And then, so then I tried to put no, but then I said, it's inconsistent with the reports. Uh, and I put yes, trying to, trying to see if I can explain it because she no longer has high blood pressure. And, but then like, because I, and when I answered no, then automatically, or when I answered yes, I automatically said, unfortunately, this client does not qualify. And I'm like, so I'm like, I'm, so I told my client the options. I'm like, all right, here, here's what came up. Here's the reason why uh, it, it thinks you have it, even though you really don't have it anymore. It's just strictly pregnancy. There's no, no place on this application for me to, to, to distinguish that it was due to pregnancy. So we can do one of two things. I can either call America and see how we can try to dispute this thing, which will take a couple of days, or we can go with a different carrier. And then we can see if we can, because the thing is every, every one of these carriers have slightly different criteria. and This shouldn't be an issue, but it happens to be, and I can't make the distinction here on this application. So you want to go with another one? She said, yes, went to another carrier, immediately qualified. You, so as long as you walk the client through the process, I don't, I don't, I don't know what, there's no right or wrongs because um, yeah. it, it would have been perfectly fine if she said, yeah, let's, let's, let's just go back and find out what this is. Because some, sometimes I've had that happen too. Clients were like, yeah, could you find out? Cause I'm, I'm curious. Cause I don't think I have this and I don't think I have that. And then we went back and in some, most of the situations they're like, no, you do have it. <laughs> <laughs> or the doctor prescribed them something. Yep. or a different con- medical condition that 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 treats like multiple conditions yep. and they think they have this and every once in a great while every once in a great while this is this is not the norm but if the cl- the client has a pretty common name sometimes they they may mix up and they pull up someone else's file uh-huh. so it was like John Smith or something it could they could have pulled up another John Smith and then they 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 looked at their their meds and they looked at their prescription history and then maybe that's it but that's not that likely unless the client has a really, and then they swear up and down, like, I've never taken this. I've never been prescribed that. That might be the case. Yeah. So I just know, I just know how carriers, for me, my understanding of how carriers and how simplified issue business works. So the simplified issue in most of these carriers, they don't have an underwriter. So we don't have a gray area to explain. So it's clearly black and white. If that dings you based on that prescription, doesn't care. It's out. So we got to go with another carrier that might be able to allow us to explain those little things. So um, sometimes it, it, it helps if that's the situation. If you feel like they're going to get a better deal, we've had it where we use FNG and they've gotten approved. So some, some companies are a little, little bit of lenient and underwriting. Uh, Kuhn had a client with hepatitis C that got auto decline with IOL Express and got a preferred rate with the FNG. Amazing. <laughs> so you just never know. So it's worth, that's the beautiful part about having multiple carriers, but just understanding how each company's underwriting works uh, will help you. And that, that will come through experience. Oh, one last thing I wanted to add, add about this whole, this whole thing too. Let's not discount the fact that some of these clients are just straight up liars. Yeah. <laughs> Cause like they don't know who you are yet. So then, and so then they're just thinking like, can I slide this under the radar? 
can I can I just sneak this through? And like, you know, they're 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 hoping that it's not gonna get caught. So sometimes they're, they're like, no, I swear I've never taken that. And I'm like, dude, it's overwhelming. Like you you got it. <laughs> so I mean, do your best, try try to discern whatever you can. And and part of it, part of it has to do with the the level of professionalism and the our ability to be able to try to ask these questions in a tactful manner to get, try to get them to feel comfortable enough to really open up, open up to you. And then sometimes, sometimes you'd be like, Hey, it's, it's perfectly fine. Like, I'm just trying to help you get approved for this. And it would help me to find you the right plan. If I know all the details. Yeah. So, I'm, you know, I'm, there's, there's no judgment here. I'm just trying to figure out exactly what, what you have so I can point you the right direction. Yeah. And I, I preface with the, how I get my social, I, I always tell them like your social will be ran and they're going to see all your prescription history in there. So it's going to prove you, that's the best part. It's going to prove your rejection on the spot without a physical exam. But that's like subliminally in the back of the head. Like you can't lie. It's going to run it. <laughs> They're going to know. <laughs> Any other questions? Hey, it's uh, Kunir. Um, I just had a question uh, more geared towards new agents. Uh, yeah. I kind of find myself uh, battling mentally with myself. And, and so one example on one of the calls John gave was, uh, you know, he bought 25 leads and he, he sold two. Okay. And as a new agent, I think we typically focus on the 23 that didn't sell. But to put in perspective, those two leads got him four times the return. Is there anything that you guys recommend for new agents or maybe just anybody to mentally prepare yourself or just stay ready to uh, keep with it? Yeah, I'll start. Um, creating the expectations. Actually, that's one of our topics for the, the telesales and, and the dialing. Like, we are in the business of law of large numbers, right? And at the same time, it's just like any other field. Okay, I'm watching basketball, right? Mm -hmm. Who's a good three-point shooter? What's a good percentage of a three-point shooter? 40%. 40%. And there's only like two or three people in the NBA are at 40, right? Usually 33 to 35 to 38. 30, 36, 37, dude, you're a good, you're a high contract individual. Right. So understand that. So a one out of three clip of a sale in the process, it's good money here. Okay. So one out of four, you're average. Yeah. So, and, you'll, and you'll still make money if you do that consistently. Right. Because you're going to have the law of large numbers. You're going to have these clients. And then sometimes you hit on a client that's going to have a big sale. Right. They're going to pay 100 plus. They're going to pay 200 plus. One of my clients earlier today, he kind of balked at it. But I was like, I just rolled it off. Yeah, it's 450 a month. And he, he wasn't complaining about the price, but he was trying to like outweigh his options. So off of one lead. So understand your my expectations or for a new agent to have the expectation is you're not going to sell them all. You're not trying to sell them all. You're grabbing as much as you can to sell the few that's going to get you the highest return of investment. Yeah, and, and I think, I guess going back to your original question, it was like, you know, you th just think about that phrasing. You're like, you're like, I'm mentally battling myself, mm -hmm. right? So the thing is like, who's winning? <laughs> <laughs> Which part are you it's like, winning? Like, you're still the same person either way. So I mean, I, I think I think the thing is, it's important for us to be conscious and 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 just not make things harder than it needs to be because we all, everyone goes through the same thing. It's just everyone goes through the same thing because like, Terrence is going to be on our podcast later on today, and you know he. He doesn't have any special skills. It's just, he just mentally, he just like, if someone gives him any, any uh, pushback, he's just like, all right, well, you have a good day. And then he just hangs up and moves on. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, so the thing is like, it's the act that the constant activity will actually allow you to, to not think about it so much. 
number one, it, build, it will build you the experience that you need to be able to have a better grasp and perspective on it's not the end of the world if someone says no. Yeah. Uh, also allows you to, to recognize I need to sharpen up my skills. I need to get more experience. Like maybe I don't know what I need to know yet. So that's the reason why I'm not closing at the rate that I want. So that, there's always that. Um, and then, you know, it's, it's just like, it's just the, the numbers are the numbers. You can't beat the numbers and the numbers can't beat you if you do it consistently for long enough. Yeah. And in uh, Saktodarsky, I actually reversed the method in his head. Yep. So he understood his numbers. Let's say your numbers are on one out of 10, right? So you need to get nine no's out of, out of one yes. So he started reversing it. He started wanting to get the no's. He says, I need nine no's for one yes. So he starts counting him. Let me get a no. Let me get a no from you. Okay, let me call the next one. I'm, I'm at three no's. I need six more no's to get the yes. So now instead of mentally battling with himself, he's psyching himself up to get rejected. So I can get more no's to get that final yes. So if he got one yes right immediately, he understands I'm 18 no's. I, I need to get my 18 no's to the next one, right? So now you're not battling with yourself. You're just understanding and you're playing the game. You play the game, understanding the rules and understanding the numbers. That's a neat little trick to defeat yourself. <laughs> yeah, defeat yourself if you're expecting defeat. It's like, it's like anticipating a slap. I need nine slaps, <laughs> right? I think John just wants to inflict physical violence. <laughs> it's like the, it just reminds me of that that slapping with the UFC with the Dana White. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> stupid show. <laughs> Who gets concussed first yeah. <laughs> for a few dollars? Let's get CTE. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, does that answer your question? Yeah, you're on the right track. I mean, just, yeah, it does. Just keep doing what you're doing, man. It's just it's, it's just experience, the- repetition. And then after a while, you won't even think about it. Yeah, I'm sure it just rolls off you guys' shoulders by now. Actually, I, I actually find it funny. Like, I'll joke with John, and I'll be like, "I screwed that one up," or yeah, or I'll be like, "This client's like this client's like way off base." Or I mean, not in such nice language, but yeah. I think I think really the biggest mental part is just starting. Because yeah. really <laughs> if you start your dials, like you can you can set everything up. You can have your leads. You can have this. You can have that. You can mentally prepare. All right, I'm gonna start today. I'm gonna do this. But if you don't start right away, but once you have your one or two dials, you're already rolling, right? And then it's it's you just mentally battling, taking a break, and then getting back into it. That's the real battle. It's yeah. not it's not about my closing ratio. It's not about like how many people hang up on me. It's it's more about I just need to accept I'm going to do this. Yes. <laughs> Whatever happens, I'm just I just need to accept I'm gonna do this today. And I'm going to do this for the week. And I'm going to do this for my career. And then once you get past that point, it's like, it's what I'm supposed to do. And then whatever happens, happens. Yeah. So I would say make little goals, make little um, stepping stones. So let's say you're having a hard time battling and, and, and dialing. Okay, let's start with 25 dials. See if you can dial 25 in an hour. And, and then take your break. <laughs> take your break and figure out and readjust like all right it wasn't that bad I, I got hung up on i got to talk to some people some people were nice to me some people told me to go to hell and then you go again okay, okay let's let's see if i can do this again let's see if i can do another hour today another three hours today and you'll be set um yes i had a last question um a funny question but i do have an answer i like, to I like the funny ones this is the funniest question how do i get paid more and work less well, would, if you can think of, because we, we are, I wouldn't say lazy, but we are smart individuals and we like to take shortcuts sometimes. But if you had an answer for how do I make more and, and get paid, uh, how do I make more and work less? What would be the simple solution for you? Go rob a bank. <laughs> no, with the, within our circle, the within our- Win the lottery. <laughs> within our insurance field. How do I make more sales working less? Well, I mean, I, well, ironically, is like you got you to commit to working really hard for a year or two. 
and then set up the infrastructure. So the first, I mean, that, that was my, that was my, my goal. Cause you know, like, I don't, I love what I do for work, you know, like to, in full disclosure, but I mean, I don't live to work. Like I'm like work doesn't like define everything yeah. about me. So I'm not, I'm not going to be like, I'm a workaholic, it's, yeah. but I'm like, if I, if it need, work needs to be done, I'm, I know I'm in it, I'm committed to it. it. It is what it is. But I guess the way to, to make more money and work less is you need to put in a lot of work, build a team. So you get that passive income. And then the thing is, doesn't mean your work is completely done because you can't, you can't just be like, Oh, I hired John. I'm just going to sit back and just money's going to be made. I still got to continue to work with John. I still got to got to monitor his business or help him with the things that he needs in order for him to be successful. Because so it's an ongoing process, but then like, I don't have to worry about John the way that I did when I first hired him. Right. Cause he's self-sufficient for the most part, but you know, so that's, that's, that's the thing you, you want to build a team, you know, you build some passive income. So not all the income that you generate is entirely solely dependent on you. Yeah. That's my answer. My answer would be mastery. If you can master what you're doing. It's a good one you will, well, one, you'll be efficient at it. So you are working less, okay? So a couple of things, like let's say, let's say you're really good, you build a lot of value. If you have such a strong mastery in your craft, well, guess what? That client felt such a great service that they're going to give you word of mouth referrals. Now you work less, you got free leads, okay? So I was telling him, um, go create your Calendly account. Put your Calendly account on your, your social media, on your Facebook, on your profile, and then let clients click on it and book an appointment with you. You got a free free insurance right there. Put out your ethos link. You got clients looking at it and said, okay, let me go apply and, and get life insurance through you. Work thing, you work less, right? And then if you have a mastery, you can now build, you can now scale, you can now recruit and you can scale. And now you have agents learning from you, from your mastery that they're that now you're making passive income through that. So you got to get good, really good. And you get efficient. Well, plus, I mean, if you break break that down, I mean, the thing is, we've had agents that generate their own leads, and they put they put out stuff on social media, so so they can generate more leads that way. So the thing is, technically, it's if it's still work related, it's still kind of work, but those people seem to enjoy that aspect more than they enjoy buying leads or you know calling calling through a bunch of people and all that stuff. So I mean, whatever whatever you, you got to figure out what suits your particular strengths or what allows you to maintain attention mm-hmm. in that in that aspect of your business and just just go after that a little bit more and just try to master it. And yes, you're going to get the same type of results in less time. And that allows you to work less, Yeah. but it only comes if you put in that work first. No, it's not going to happen on its own. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who, who said that uh, you can't drive a car while it's parked. I, I heard on someone's, uh, someone's uh, call or some, some, uh, something on social media, you can't drive a car while it's parked, meaning that you can't master driving if you're stuck. Right. Same thing with learning with a bike, but, who, who texts and drive, <laughs> right? <laughs> Why? Because we mastered driving. We can drive while not paying attention and still get to our destination. Well, how many driving hours did you get, <laughs> right? So same thing in our business. You got to get going so good that it's like riding a bike. It's so easy that it's so- Second nature. Second nature. It's very efficient. So you are te- technically working less. I'm technically driving less because I'm texting more. <laughs> <laughs> John zoned out half the time behind the wheel. <laughs> yeah, man, my best, my best line at, at the end of the destination is like, I look up, oh, I'm here. <laughs> how, how did I get here? Yeah. Where did the last 25 oh. minutes go? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> we kids in the back, you know, whatever. <laughs> YOLO. For the CHP out there watching, we're just kidding. <laughs> so um, hopefully that helps. Um, 
we are going to be uh, wrapping it up. It's going to be on YouTube, FFL Elite Clips. Please like it, subscribe it, and share it for other agents. If you're building a team, bring your team here. We're able to help them out so you don't have to do a lot of the work and you are going to get that passive income. So we'll see you guys next week. Appreciate you guys. Have a good one.